welcome. It's Joshi 2010's The Latest Journey episode. It's episode 53. I'm JD, Redleaf Retrocast. Thank you everyone for supporting this journey over on the Patreon. And if you're listening to all the All Japan Women Destiny podcast feed on delay, then please share those episodes around and maybe some other people will help support the podcast. I appreciate everyone for listening. And yes, it is episode 53. We are back in Ice Ribbon, the Joshi promotion that started it all for me. Uh, Not so much these days, but we are back in 2012. And the last time we were in 2012, it was at March Ribbon, where we saw the Aoi Kizuki highlight show, trying to get the title from Hikaru Shida. So this is Golden Week. Here in 2012, we just went over Stardom Golden Stars in the previous episode with the Yuhi debut, a very fun episode, a very noteworthy episode. And for this Golden Week episode from Ice Ribbon, it is the mixed tag tournament again. So it makes its uh, second straight year. They first did it last year in 2011. And they're trying it again this year. And as we know, the Emma Emmy Sakura Exodus is now in full swing. Uh, she is no longer in this promotion. She's slowly uh, kind of doing a little freelance run before, as we know, in 2013. Uh, she will pretty much start her Gato Move venture. And while that's ongoing and getting in the works, uh, there's a lot of contracts that are coming up now in Ice Ribbon at this point in time. We got uh, Varying Degrees Riho is kind of on her her last little stint here. Psycho Hero. Her contract is up at the end of the year, at the end of 2012. Ray, for all intents and purposes, is going full freelancer and will join up uh, Emmy on those ventures. So we got moving parts. Hikari Minami is another part that's moving, a former champion in this promotion. So where does that leave Ice Ribbon now? Well, on this one, on this show, I think the, uh, the conversation is the lack of of the actual highlighting push of who you need uh, t- to get to, the, to that next level, because Sukasa Fujimoto and Shida have been established the last couple of years. They've done a good job at that, but you need they need competition, and we're seeing the competition is outsiders, okay? And the booking behind outsiders is only as strong as your... I guess credibility in the Joshi world and who you're booking. So we see that with a promotion like Pure J now, or even current Ice Ribbon, where the freelancers kind of have say over them. Uh, it's it's not uh, <laughs> not to like twenty year veterans, twenty years ago degree uh, of of pulling cred, but you get the idea. So the big story on this show is the Hikaru Shida Kana match that's in the semi-main event, not for the Ice Ribbon title. Uh, the The story of Sheeta in 2012 is interesting because she went on that big journey. She got the huge push to, to, to improve and get to the title, beat Shuri, huge victory for her. And then once the calendar turned to 2012, it's seemingly being booked where she is not good enough. Ice Ribbon is not good enough. She loses to Yuzuki Aikawa. They play a little ball there at the Bull Nakano show. She's facing Aoi Kizuki, an up-and-comer with an Ice Ribbon, beats her. 
And now she faces Kana on this show, and we'll get to that, but it's it's still a it's still that same story with Sheeta where now what's her next bar? And the bar seems to be well, Ice Ribbon doesn't have enough competition, but everyone else is better. So she's got to be a better champion. Is that the best story for your current champion? I I tend to think not. And for Golden Week, this is kind of a this is a huge vacation week, a huge holiday week in Japan, and the 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 focus is this mixed tag tournament. And you know, the one last year was like kind of okay. Uh, they didn't. They they didn't have one the year before. Corican uh, is starting to become more commonplace in Ice Ribbon now. They're getting a little ve- more venturous in that regard. And if we go back to March Ribbon and then the Golden Ribbon from the year before and the year prior, I pull that up. So this show drew seven forty seven people okay and the previous year did 749 so year over year it's 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 flat you know not a not not a big deal and that was highlighted by fujimoto and sakushi in the main event with the emi sakura ray tag title match against shida and shuri in the semi-main so more or less you have a big singles match and a tag match just flip-flopped uh so i would say the shida Kana match was the draw to this show, uh, along with, of course, the Golden Week factor. Uh, May in 2010, they got almost 900 at 895. And that was highlighted by three title matches, Emi Sakura and Riho in the main event. So your Emi Sakura factor against a student. And then you had a big three-way tag title match, mixed tag. So the mixed tag seems to be a Golden Week staple. And an Ice Ribbon kind of lightheartedness staple as well. And a Neo high-speed title match with Natsuki Tayo and Fujimoto. So Fujimoto, still a focus, year over year. And then in March, they got 737 with the Shida. Uh, no, the um, Fujimoto. This That was... No, that was March 2011. What about the March... What about the March 2012 show? There it is. The March 2012 show did 695. So, you know, plus 50 people uh, in this case uh, for Golden Week. You know, I would say it's it's essentially flat, but you would you would like to see during a holiday like Golden Week that a little bit more bump than than 50 people at at Cork and Hall is more or less what I'm driving at. Let's get into the show, because really the show the the mixed tag is very straightforward. They they concentrate on the men in the matches. The men get the wins, and it's a lot of men from like Osaka Pro and DDT, very much lighthearted comedy guys that all have their they have their shtick. So it kind of fits in the Ice Ribbon universe. And you'll notice a lot of these guys if you go on their cage match profiles and uh, you look them up to where they they've wrestled over the years. They got a big a lot of them have major connections to Emi Sakura. Uh, the one that'll stand out uh, the most on this show will be uh, Masahiro Takanashi. Like he he's the guy that's going to be all over the show and a bit in a big focus. And he's teaming with Karumi, a very strange uh, uh, choice for a partner where essentially she'll come in, she'll do three moves and then he'll take over for the rest of the match. 
it not every mixed tag is like that. Uh, I would say the team of Ray and Marines Mask against the Hikari Minami Dynasty team, in which Ray and Marines Mask lose. I think that was the the best tag match of this little mixed mag match tournament. But that's not saying much. I always bring this up with someone like Ray and current Mayuki. I don't know the pay structures to this. I would imagine if you want to book these people in like semi-main and main events, they get a little bump increase. And maybe you can't afford that. But in the case of someone like a Ray, a Mayukihi in the in the modern era here, uh, with, with who you're booking and, and how, maybe you don't need to book Masahiro Takanashi, and you can book Ray more prominently, and then use her more frequently if if that allows. But instead, it's it's, it's it almost seems backwards in the sense of who you want to highlight. Uh, and and who you could book f- going further in the promotion and possibly do better business and do better for the wrestlers involved. You know, Masahiro Takanashi is not going to... He's not going to be a frequenter of w- pro wrestling wave going forward, but Ray could be. And you'd be, ra- you'd be raising the stock of your promotion and you'd be raising her stock when she goes other places as well. Uh, then I want to get to the names of this of this show. Miri Naito, Dorami Nagano, Hikaru Shida, and then, to an extent, Maki Narumiya. The former three all had big singles matches to highlight themselves. No, no, you know, there's no junior title match on this show that let they had in, uh, in the past with uh, Kagetsu coming in. But, the former three all have highlighted singles matches. And what do they all do on the show? They lose. Okay? And Maki Narumiya. She's teaming with Masamune in this mixed tag tournament. And what happens to her in the end? Well, she loses. So, with the exception of the main event, which I won't totally spoil it out of the gate, but everyone loses on this show. And that doesn't, that that speaks to, I think, a trend, excuse me, as I hit my microphone. That speaks to a trend, I think, of what we're seeing in Ice Ribbon, in which they really only have one story to tell. And it's not until you see it kind of play out over months and years with, with varying degrees of people that... It's funny, there was actually an interview recently with the uh, the, the president of the guy who runs Ice Ribbon. And he kind of spelled it out in plain letters that he thinks the most interesting story is the chase towards, you know, the goal, which is the title. And then once they reach that that goal, it's over. And then when you look at... Because I have the spreadsheet, and it's on the Patreon. Red Lee Frederick has Patreon. Of all the champions over the years, the singles champions, the main title, that it takes them forever to get to the title, and there's always, like, two obstacles. One is Tsukasa Fujimoto, and the other is holding the title, like, getting it. Once they beat Fujimoto, whether that's for the title or with the title, that could be one and the same, and then it's holding the title for essentially a year. You know, maybe not straight straight through, but it's a year. 
And then after that, they're just done. They're do- they're, they're, their story's done, completed, it's time for the next person. While that's not bad overall, I think it's really short-sighted in, in a, a total utilization of your, your roster and your top stars. So, the Sheeta story on the show is in the latter half of that phase, okay? Her journey from 2010 and through 2011 was getting was getting good enough and then getting to the title, beating Tsukasa Fujimoto and then beating Shuri along the way. And now it's how is she going to hold the title? But the competition that she's facing, the Aokuzukis really aren't there. And they don't want to burn another Fujimoto match because they just faced. So what do you do? She has to face outsiders. And the outsiders have more pull than Fu- than Shida currently and Ice Ribbon, as we see. So I, find, I found that very fascinating. And d- dare I say short-sighted? I did mention it. No kitty. No, no. <laughs> he wanted to go right through the microphone. Not going to happen. I already have a hard time hitting it right now myself. So let's get into the show. We know the stories. I'll go into a couple of them uh, as we go, but let's just race through this mixed tag tournament because we got Maki Narumi and Masamune defeating Makoto Oishi from DDT and Nekodita. Nine minutes, not worth discussing. Maki Narumi, they're re- like she's clearly on a level above uh, the the mid and undercarders in Ice Ribbon. And I think until I think as the as the tournament went on, Masamune got a lot more shine and Narumia would come in and she would mix it up with the men well enough, but it it never felt like she was meant to be the star. Okay? Which I think is another booking miss. Hikaru Sato with a very uncomfortable pervy gimmick. You know, he's a he's a, <laughs> look, he's he's he comes from like Pancrase. He's a Minoru Suzuki, I don't know, protege student or something. And he's in All Japan Pro Wrestling now. It's, it's so strange and very uncomfortable. Him, him teaming with Riho and doing wacky things with the women. I don't get it. It's it's not, I don't think it's, I think it's more than a, than a cultural difference here. But they defeat Miyako Matsumoto and a legit little person in Mr. Six. He's like 4'10", <laughs> 20, like three years old. But he looks, well... Six. <laughs> Five-minute match. We move on. Dynasty and Hikari Minami defeat Marines Mask and Ray, and this is kind of what I was talking about here. Hikari Minami, I, I know she's a former champion, but when you watch this match, you just go, man, Marines Mask and Ray, they should have won and moved on, and then we get a second good match. But it wasn't meant to be. Uh, I'm still waiting for Hikari Minami for her entire leg to just explode like Sid Vicious because the way she leaps off ropes and turnbuckles and just lands on one leg for a kick. Ooh, scary. Karumi teaming with Masahiro Takanashi. We talked about that. They defeat the whacked out team of Hamako Hoshi and Hoshi Tango in a five minute just do not watch this kind of match. Uh... Very comedy-esque. You know, it's it's DDT Osaka Pro type stuff. Then we got our first special singles match of the night. It's Aki Shizuku. She's got kind of that Kana 
connection there. So they're they're both booked for the show. And Aki Shizuku has has had uh, some stories developing on the dojo shows prior. The DVD was very nice to kind of inform you of what was going on there. Well, Mary Naito, as we remember from the March Corkin, where she had uh, a battle, a test, a test of courage, if you will. But she's a loser, and she comes out in dream- jeans and a like a ripped up t-shirt. She looks like someone from the audience just got in a wrestling ring and she's getting beat up. Okay, well, it was six minutes of her getting beat up and loses in the end. But we did at least get meet a pop where the where the crowd is getting behind her and doing the Tetsuya Naito chant. Naito, Naito. So that was funny. I think we need to maybe break a little bit from the same you're not good enough story and build. I think I think we can we can break away from that in time and do a little better. Because uh, there's there's too much of this going on in Ice Ribbon and a kind of Josie and uh, Joshi in general where the rookie is never good enough uh, until like four years later and then they start winning and get a push. I think there's way too much of that. Maki Narumiya and Masumune defeat Hikaru Saito, Saito, Sato and Riho in seven minutes. Uh, another case of Riho just not in the match. And uh, at least, uh, look, as much as I'm shitting on this like pervy Sato gimmick, he does do something I do appreciate in wrestlers. And that's if if the crowd, if you get the feeling the crowd or you yourself have a reputation that you're way better than the wrestler involved, then it's your job to try to get that person over by you developing something in the match to do that. With Hikaru Sato's case, he's taking on Maki Narumiya, and he does a good job building up to Narumiya, doing a counter, and getting a couple good hits on him, and then he bails and tags out. That's good stuff. I appreciate this. We're not talking about like a Mayumi Ozaki match where she bumps once and then she change, chains you for another 10 minutes. You know, we're not talking about what would be another example. Yumiko Hota, where you'll you'll run at her six times and then she'll kind of wobble a little bit and then you're down again. It's not like that. This person's actually bumping and building up to get you over. You know who was really good at that? Bull Nakano. She was really good at building matches like that. And then we got our another semifinal match. Kurumi and Takanashi defeat Dynasty and Hikari Manami. Five minutes. We move on. Our next singles match. It's almost exactly like uh, the Naito match prior. It's Kari Oniyama defeating Dorami Nagano. It went a little longer. went eight and a half minutes. Very much the same. I know Yoniyama's on her like redemption story of her not retirement from the end of 2011. But Dorami Nagano is another case of rookie that can't win and trying to do it, and they did it again on the show. Like, it's fine in a vacuum, but they're they're doing too much of the same thing and not going anywhere. You know, you, you gotta you you gotta you gotta pick somebody and and do something different. And even the person they seemingly have picked in 2012. I don't think they do a good enough job in that either. And we'll get to that. That's in the main event. So we have our tag tournament final, and it's Karumi and Takanashi against Narumiya and Masamune. And I would say 80% of this match is Takanashi against Masamune. So you're essentially getting, I'll call it, a DDTX Osaka Pro specialty match. 
with two women that also happen to be involved. And one of them's a teenager. Kurumi comes in for three moves and she bails. It's, it's Takanashi the whole time. He does do what Sato does a couple times where he builds up for Narumiya and sells pretty decently well. But ultimately, it was the Masahiro Takanashi show throughout this entire tournament. He was the focus. He got he got the most praise and the most over. And I really think this was a missed opportunity for Narumiya to really get a lot of shine and a lot of uh, uh, momentum coming out of it. Would it have been the worst idea to just, I don't know, pair her with Takanashi or, or, oh, I don't know, pin the teenager. Like you're not, you're not belting up Karumi tomorrow. She's like 13, <laughs> you know, Narumi is the one that looked that, that looks good in the ring. She's developing. She's the closest. And here's this mixed tag tournament. And what happens is you beat her like the rest of your roster to an outsider that isn't going to be on your roster tomorrow. Isn't going to be selling tickets to dojo shows. I think it's very short sighted and misses the mark. So here we come to the Kana Hikaru Shida match. <clears throat> so Shida is on this journey, I guess, of being a better champion. She needs to reach the next level because everyone, with the exception of Fujimoto, that's in Ice Ribbon now, uh, is below her. So she needs competition. And they're at a dojo show, and there's uh, a couple things going on with Shizuku, and she wants to face Kana. There's a tag match, and they build it up to a singles match here. Not for the title. Take that for what it's worth. You know, we can we can look at that a number of different ways, but we're going to look at this in the sense of the singles match. Is this going to lead to a Kana Shida rematch down the line in Ice Ribbon? Is it going to lead to a Triple Tails Produce Show rematch? I have my doubts, but what we got here was, I think, a pretty sloppy match. Uh, and it really showed... Uh, I think I think Sheeta got exposed here, and not in a good way. Uh, unlike the Shuri matches, where they got really comfortable with each other and got to work a lot, Sheeta like could not figure out what to do and and have chemistry with Kana. And I, it wasn't anything on the fault of Kana. Like she was ready, she was in position. Just Sheeta was just very indecisive and didn't know how to really put the match together with this kind of opponent, with the striking and submission ability. Of the level of Kana. With Shuri, they're, they're still kind of in that same phase of development. So the pace was much of the same. They built in a rivalry. They've they've been with each other a few times before. They clearly know each other much much better. And then Kana here, she's trying combinations with Sheeta. There, there's, a, uh, there's a big thing that stood out in this match to me that maybe a lot of people when they watch this probably doesn't. But... It's it's not the forearm exchanges where Sheeta's wobbling and Kana's waiting for her to fire back and show some show some uh, babyface fire there. It's it's a moment where Sheeta does the big knee to the midsection and then knocks Kana down and Kana immediately gets in a position within like a split second. She's on her knee and she's waiting for the big running knee strike from Sheeta and Sheeta's busy selling and looks like she's blown up. And it takes a little bit, and Kana's just kind of standing there waiting for the move. That's the type of chemistry where it really shows Sheeta is not near that level yet. And that's where this match misses a mark a lot of the times. Which is a shame, because you you put a, you put these two in the ring together in 2023, they're going to rock the house. You know, I think Sheeta is, is a much better wrestler 
uh, believe this or not, but I think she's a much better wrestler now in AEW than she ever was in the Joshi scene. And I think learning Western television wrestling has brought out a different side of her. And the same thing with Kana, where now she's not just a striker. She she has so much more charisma to show off in a wrestling ring. And that's a big thing I think Joshi wrestling can take from the West in that regard. How much more charisma can you show off between the bells? So Kana huh, makes this woman tap out. Poor Sheeta. Will they face again? Maybe not this year, but next year. I hope to see that Sheeta improvement, and I hope to see eventually we see that level where Sheeta can be Kana and she is on, on that level. Is this something I would have booked without knowing that in the future? I don't think I would have. I think I would have preferred a title match of Sheeta versus Narumiya, Sheeta versus Yoniyama, because Yoniyama's on Job Street right now. Uh, let's let's get Sheeta as over as possible. So when we get to that point of when Sheeta's supposed to drop the title, she doesn't look like a baseball team that's traded away half their team because contracts are up after they won the World Series. I know that's a deep cut Florida Marlins reference, but that's the that, that's kind of where my mind's going. Is Sheeta is a champion that looks like she's going that she she's not at this level to when the next person up beats her that they'll get as over or more when that time comes. And that brings me to the main event. It's Aokizuki and Sayaka Obihiro against Fujimoto and Sakushi. So here we go. I was like, when I saw this match, before I started, I went, all right, here's the drop kickers, the story. Minami Toyota puts this team together. They win the tag titles. They get along now. Let's go. Here we have on the other side, Aokizuki and Sayaka Obihiro. Emi Sakura student, still in the Speedo onesie. I don't agree with that. Let's get some real gear here. There's a lot of, there, there's, a, there's a lot of too much casual wear on this show from 1984. Okay? We had, uh, we had Naito in the mid-card wearing jeans and a t-shirt with cosplay Avril Lavigne. And here we got Sayaka Obihiro looking like she's a rookie from 1983. Well, she's teaming with Aokizuki, who just came off a devastating title loss in March to Hikaru Shida. She's looking to get one back, get a title back on the main event of the Cork and Hall show. Surely, Aokizuki is going to pin Sakushi, the teenager, or hell. Get a huge win over Tsukasa Fujimoto, cementing herself as the ace of this promotion. And wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I was wrong. What ends up happening is, sure, Kizuki is in this match a little bit. Her and Obihiro do a, a little uh, headbutting to the arm sequences, and they, they, they pick apart a limb of Fujimoto. Not much of a hot tag for Sakushi. She's in there kind of like Harumi in the myth tag. She's in there every now and again to do some good moves. Sukushi does throw some heavy, heavy forearms in this match to Obihiro and Kizuki. She looks good. She, if she wasn't like four foot nothing and 12, <laughs> then I'd say push this push this uh, girl tomorrow. But the reality is, eh, you, you kind of can't. <laughs> you could. They do. But you can't. Right? But what you can do is highlight people that are going to be in your promotion and are at a level that you want to push and have real fan support. And that's where Aokizuki comes in. And where Sayako Hibiro, she's not there yet. She does not have that skill and in-ring ability to be put in a position 
of what happens in this match. So Kizuki and Sakushi essentially disappear. And after a bunch of arm selling and Fujimoto really cementing herself kind of as a starting to be a top level Joshi in the industry. I, you know, no one's near Kana's level. I would say no one's near Ayumi Kurihara's level. And then you got the old guard and then you got the people trying to break through that. And then you have the next level of old guard who think they're stars that aren't. Okay. Fujimoto is on the cusp of a lot of that. And in the Ice Ribbon universe, she is levels above everybody. And this match was a great example of that. She's in the right place at the right time. The crowd's behind her. She looks great. The gear's improved. You know, she's becoming a star before our eyes, but she's not there quite yet. But in the Ice Ribbon world, she is an obstacle. She is becoming the wall that people have to crash through. So it comes down to Obihiro and Fujimoto, and uh, there's a 20-minute time limit. They do a good job of really getting the drama through that it's going to end in a 20-minute draw, which means the titles will be vacated. Well, Obihiro ends up rolling up Fujimoto, uh, and it's to be fair, it's her finisher, and she kept trying for it. There's a lot of uh, Joshi finishers that involve roll-ups. Maybe not the best way to get someone over, but that's what they do. Why was it Obihiro that gets the win on Fujimoto in a tag title situation? You can't pin the teenager. Aokizuki is, I think, better than Obihiro and has more upside and certainly more charisma than the person in the Speedo, right? And she's just not in this match at all. So what should have been a big win for someone on the up and up was not involved in this in any capacity. Uh, it wasn't even involved in the finish, in a way. She just took care of the little teenager on the outside. <laughs> so yeah, the story of this Corican is, I really think a lot of these players that need to be highlighted aren't being utilized properly, and I'm wondering if this is gonna if this is gonna have ramifications going through the summer. But here's the thing about Ice Ribbon. It's be happy with pro wrestling. You know, they have the powwows in the ring, the kumbayas, and that's that's great. It's a, it's a different environment. It's very family-oriented. Everyone gets along. And, they're, you know, they, they, they do the speech afterwards, and they, they shake everyone's hand to the audience. Thanks for coming. It's different. That's fine. All well and good. But this is wrestling, after all. And you do have to eventually book things like a wrestling promotion and get into that mindset or you're going to come to a situation where you can't pay these people and they can't make a living or they all have second jobs, uh, you know, and, and they, they have to make ends meet these ways. The match, like, I went one out of three for Kanashida and I went one out of three for this tag title match because the finish was good. But I can't say throughout the show that I got super excited for some of my favorite people that like I, I can't wait to watch Shida's development further. I'm watching Fujimoto and Sakushi, the dropkickers, grow in front of my eyes. And the less familiar familiar people that I I believe I that become better and bigger, and that's Kizuki and Narumiya. I want to see how these how these people play out. So, anyways. That was Ice Ribbon Golden Ribbon from 2012. And uh, the next episode will be still from Golden Week, and it's about Ayumi Kurihara. And it's a produce show, which I don't even think this sucker's on cage match. It's uh, it's called uh, 
Curry Gohan. <laughs> uh, there's a couple matches from Mexico that are included on that DVD. I've already acquired it, and I can't wait to watch it. Ayumi Kurihara uh, has become one of my uh, favorite wrestlers. If you notice on the 2010s tier little thumbnail there, it's Kurihara with the big win. And again, I, I, I am announcing that have acquired Catch the Wave 2012, so we will be covering that, and uh, that's in a few episodes from now. Very excited to share that with you all. Remember, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash redleafretrocast to get these episodes early, to support the cast, get access to these DVDs. I, I rip them, I get the ISO files, I make the ISO files, you know, whatever way, and I throw them into a Google Drive just for ease of access for everyone involved. So we can all keep up and watch these together and learn what Joshi Wrestling was in those 2010s. See you next time, everybody.